your source for community. Muskoka-made talk shows are on Muskoka Magazine, The Bay 88.7. Hey, this is Dr. Shervin. Muskoka Magazine is brought to you by Dairy Lane Dental, keeping Muskoka smiling for over 30 years. Please visit DairyLaneDental.com. This is Arts R Us on The Bay. Good morning, I'm Noreen Mitchell. I'm here in the studio this morning by myself. Karen's away, but I'm really pleased to welcome Janelle Penner. Janelle, hi. Hi, good morning. Janelle is an artist who currently has work showing with the Huntsville Art Society on now in the Partners Hall. She's one of the new members to Huntsville Art Society, so welcome. Thank you so much. And welcome to Hunter's Bay Radio. Oh, thank you. This is so exciting. <laughs> Your work is on display, as I mentioned, um, as part of the new members show, and it's called Let Us Introduce You. Do you feel like you're being introduced? Absolutely. Um, so this is actually uh, probably the third time I've tried to get into introductory um, show for the Huntsville Art Society. Um, I initially became a member back in 2020 and um, I had applied, you know, to go into the introductory show um, in 2020 and 2021. And because of the pandemic, it was canceled both times. So now I'm finally here. Oh, that's what makes it sweeter than ever, right? Oh, absolutely. So a lot yeah. of things happened to you in 2020. Didn't you move to Huntsville in 2020? Yeah, so I actually, um, we made the move um, to Huntsville from Swift Current, Saskatchewan, where I grew up, um, where my parents have a farm out there. Um, so yeah, it was a pretty big move for me. Um, we, um, My fiance and I, we moved here. Um, and so we decided on Huntsville because a lot of his family is actually from here. Um, family that he hadn't you know, really gotten to know or, you know, um, the past you know his whole life and then um we're like this is a perfect opportunity for us to um you know move out here and get to see his side of the family right and um was that a difficult decision um yeah we you know we had thought about it for a couple of years uh we had we had it in our minds you know we wanted to come out here eventually and then you know things just happen in life you know things lined up that we could go i was um manager of Cole's bookstore back in the current Saskatchewan and um, I was losing my job the store was closing so I had this um, opportunity and it's like what am I going to do with all this time um, and uh, so yeah we decided that this is our shot like let's go I'll bet it was sad when the Coles closed in Swift Current we lost the one here in yeah, Huntsville yeah no it was very it was very sad and it's hard on the community too yeah um we're happy to say we have a bookstore in Huntsville now. Yes, I know. I'm very excited about it, too. <laughs> yeah. So you came to Huntsville, and how has the experience been so far for you? Oh, uh, we absolutely love it here. I, I love it so much. I mean, um, I feel like every summer I have here is like, this is the best summer of my life. <laughs> Isn't that wonderful? <laughs> yeah. Does it and, inspire you? Pardon me, sir? Does it inspire you in terms of oh, your painting and your oh, absolutely. artwork? Um, <clears throat> just the community itself, like, there's so much happening um, within the arts community. There's like courses and workshops and just like there's art everywhere. Like you walk downtown, there's murals. It's, it's just such a beautiful place. And like nature itself here is just an amazing inspiration. Um, so, yeah, no, I'm, I'm super happy with the move. I don't know if I could ever move back to Saskatchewan. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, family that's listening. <laughs> but, um, but no, every... I think this was probably the best choice for me to move here. So you grew up in in Saskatchewan and, and you went 
I'm incredibly impressed by the fact you took welding. Oh, yeah. Could you tell us a bit about that? Oh, my goodness. So, you know, out of fresh out of high school, you're like thinking about what you want to do with your life. And I was torn because I was like, I could either be an artist or I could be, you know, I could do something else like a traditional, more traditional career path. Um, and I kind of felt really strongly about, you know, pursuing like a trade um, that would, you know, essentially pay well. And, you know, and then I could do art after, you know, after I was all you know, established. Um, and I ended up, you know, taking this welding course and working in welding industry for a year or two. And I kind of just, I had no passion for it. And um, it just, it was, you know, it was a part of my journey that I, I don't regret, but I, I'm not a welder anymore. Oh, my goodness. But uh, yeah. In um, a pinch, could you do something? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like riding a bike, I suppose. <laughs> Well, there are lots of art welders. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And um, even like even Hillary Clark saying, Coleman, if you have looked into her at all. No, actually, oh, no. You, you should just look her up. She's okay. you know, very active with Muskoka Arts and Crafts. Oh, in that's Brisbane. awesome. And uh, she's an incredible yeah. artist. Incredible. Oh, that's so cool. But even my fiance. So that's actually how we met was through um, uh, welding, like trade school. And so he does um, sculpture with metal, you know, whenever he gets the chance to. Um, doesn't work in the trade anymore either, but yeah, every oh. once in a while he'll go out and start welding and just weld up some, you know, steel roses or, you know, different like that. How did you become interested in art? Um, it started from a really young age. Um, my mom was an artist or she still is an artist and um, she, uh, she would often, you know, be painting or um, just working on something. And as a little kid, I'd be watching her. Um, and um, yeah, that's kind of where it all started. I'd be like, I want to, I want to do what she's doing. And so, um, when I was a bit older, she would let me, uh, paint with her, with her acrylics. And we would do like that, um, one stroke painting where you like load up your, your brush with acrylic paints, with, like a different colors and you'd like paint flowers with it. We would do that all the time. And so that's kind of where it all started. And then throughout high school, I kind of branched out and did like a lot of, um, like pencil crayon. Um, I, I was really into like, manga and anime so I did a lot of um you know cartoonish drawings like that um and then yeah a little bit of painting throughout high school too and um yeah and also like you know throughout college and stuff I kind of dropped off I had a little bit of a dry spell where um you know I didn't really create a lot anymore and I it kind of carried on throughout my like early adulthood too and I just kind of was like am I even an artist but um I, a lot of people question yeah, that right right it's like i haven't created anything in like you know a year or something i don't think i can even call myself an artist anymore but you know things in life kind of changed where um you kind of i realized my values you know do i want to like um follow this like corporate dream of like becoming a boss and like all of this other stuff and or should i you know, do I have to pick and choose between I follow my career as an artist? Um, so it was definitely, um, you know, realizing that I can do both, I suppose, mm -hmm. you know. Well, a lot of people do find that middle balance, right? Yeah. By looking for it. And this might be one of the places where you do. Mm -hmm. I know that you have been concentrating on pen and ink. Yeah. And um, how did you, how have you learned to develop that technique? Oh, uh, yeah. So... I started by um, 
just deciding that I was going to take one of the classes at More Than Just Art here in Huntsville um, with Diane Finlayson. And um, yeah, I decided, I was like, I'm going to do pen and ink. I saw the, the little like description on her website and like the little like example drawing they had. And I was like, this is really effective. I just find it so. Um, I agree with you. Yeah. It's so it's detailed. Right. It's intense. Yeah. And, and it's takes a lot of observation. Yeah, absolutely. And, and so I kind of just lost myself in it. Um, just like being able to focus on, you know, the, the most minute detail and then um, creating like values and shadows and, you know, contrast. It was it's really fun and I find it very satisfying um, to go through and like just from start to finish, you have to trust the process and may look like, you know, garbage for a, for a brief time. But then it, when it comes together, it's like, it's so satisfying. So the three pieces that you have on in the show right now are all pen and ink. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. And um, I was just going to go over the subjects of them. I'm absolutely in love with brooms. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Where, where did, did you have a collection of brooms? Did you make a collection of brooms in order Actually, to do that work? I, I gathered my reference from, uh, I think Diane had actually done a very similar, um, a very similar pen and ink of that. And I saw it in her studio and I was like, I, I want to do that. I want to do it in my style. And, um, so I gathered the reference photo from her and then I also looked on Pinterest for, you know, different types of antique brooms and that sort of thing to kind of like make it my own. And, um, yeah, no, it was just so much fun. just like drawing the, like the bristles of the broom and like the handles and like the unique, every like little unique dent in each handle. It was just, it was a fun, that was probably my most fun project. I love that one so much. And there's a house leak, which I never knew about, which is a plant. Yeah. Explain to that to me. Yeah. So a house leak is essentially like a, um, oh, what is it called? Hen and chick succulent plant. I think that's like its scientific name. Um, but it's, that was one of my most tedious ones. And it's not very big. It's not big at all. And it was just so tedious. But I took my time. I, I took a picture. I have the plant at home still. Took a picture of the plant after I had just watered it. And I was like, oh, like, look at these water droplets. Like, they look so cool. I'm going to do, I'm going to do a pen and ink drawing and it's one of my most detailed pieces. And yeah, it was, it took us so long to get it done just because I was so meticulous. Like it has to look exactly like my reference photo. This is a good moment. I think when we're talking about time and time's passing, it's time for a break, but we're going to come back and talk with Janelle Penner on Arts or Us, more about her art. By Muskoka for Muskoka, your collection of Muskoka-based talk shows. Muskoka Magazine, The Bay, 88.7. I'm Dr. Shervin from Dairy Lane Dental, and you're listening to Muskoka Magazine. This is Arts R Us on The Bay. We're back on Arts R Us. I'm Noreen Mitchell, and I'm here in the studio with Janelle Penner. And Janelle is going to talk us about, uh, with us about a different type of art that she, on a bigger canvas, Last year, you had the opportunity to paint in the canoe mural project. Oh, my goodness. Would you yes. talk about that for us, please? That was such an amazing project. And let me tell you, it was a big canvas and definitely um, a very unique shape and the angles of it as well. It was it was definitely um, a learning process. So this is the group of seven mural project that happens every year. Or well, that was the third year, right? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Yeah. And could you tell us about the process of how you 
came to be one of the artists that was featured? Yeah, absolutely. So um, my really good friend, Mel, um, she reached out to me over Facebook. She had shared this link for the um, application to apply for um, be able to paint a canoe. And so um, I was like, oh, I don't know if I can. I'm I'm not really a painter, you know, I'm, I'm focusing on my pen and ink, you know. And so um, I think it was like the last day that you could submit an application. I was like, I'm going to just do it. I, so I did it. I applied. Um, they asked you which artist you wanted to um, recreate. And um, I was, I think I went for like Emily Carr or, you know, um, Carmichael, whatever. <laughs> and um, Franklin Carmichael. I think. Yeah, yeah. 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 And so those were my two top picks. And um, I was like waiting and waiting to hear back. And then I finally heard back and they had chosen me and I was so shocked. I was like, oh, wow. You know, um, but uh, so they had chosen me and then. They had also picked Frederick Horseman Varley for me. And I was like, who is this guy? I don't know if I have ever heard of him in the group of seven. Um, but uh, so, yeah, I, I did a little bit of research into him before I, uh, you know, picked which uh, painting I wanted to recreate on my canoe. So were, they, were you given a certain number of paintings from which you could choose? No, I know you were able to go through and just pick whichever one inspired you, which was really great. Cause and you picked Chicamas? Canyon. Yeah, I did. It was one of his, because um, he's mostly into portraiture, um, and he was the World War I um, artist. Um, war painter. War painter, yeah. 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 So, you know, a lot of his stuff was really um, dark, um, you know, very muted. Um, he had a lot of, you could tell there was a lot of, like, underlying, you know, emotion in his paintings, right? And um, but yeah, he mostly worked in portraiture. So to find, you know, a couple of good landscapes to go um, work with a canoe, um, it was a bit of a challenge. It took me a long time to decide. Like I had, I had a few that I was like playing with and I got my fiance to help me with Photoshop to like shape the photo into like, you know, the shape of a canoe. I, I brought a very bad image of it, but I did find one and I, because Perfect. I was yeah. interested in the, you know, the, the a piece that you had to use your own artistic abilities and creativity to expand to a can to the canvas that I know this from talking with Jerry that you you know you can sort of do the central part based on the work because right. the shape is totally different yeah but you have to expand it yourself to the end yes absolutely and like you have you have a lot of you have to use your artistic license and really just 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 go for it because um you know I was under like when I first um, began planning my canoe, um, like physically, um, on the first day I was drawing out and mapping out where I was going to put my colors, where I was going to put the, um, the Canyon and the river. Um, and when I finally got that finished and I started painting, I was like going in with the most amount of detail that I could do. And it took me like four hours of painting. I had only done like not even a one square foot. <laughs> so I was like looking back and I was like, I have to, um, I only have six days to do this. So I have to make some choices. Like I can't exactly replicate this. I don't have enough time. You know, I have to do it in my own way. And so that's when I started just really loosening up and, um, just like playing with color and like, I, you know, just like brush strokes that were really broad and like, um, just loaded with, you know, 
three or four different colors at the same time. You know, it was, it was, um, it was definitely a, a journey. And the paint itself was a challenge, I'm, I'm oh. told. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> talk, talk about the paint. <laughs> yeah. So we used um, marine varnish. Um, and it's not like these canoes were seaworthy or anything. It's not like it was, you know, going back in the water. Right. But um, we used this marine varnish that was very thick. Um, it kind of had the consistency of like warm glue. And, uh, you know, you could only do one layer every 24 hours. So it was you were planning, you're planning out your day and you're also planning um you know, where the sun is going to hit. I know you're under a tent, right? But the sun kind of comes around too. So I don't want to work in the shade so you don't get super sunburnt like I did. Oh dear. Oh, I got so sunburnt. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, the consistency of the paint was um, definitely a challenge in itself. Wasn't the color palette a challenge? Too? Absolutely. So we had one red, one yellow, a light and a dark blue and black and white. So very limited palette. Um, I hadn't painted in, you know, a couple of years. So I was like, I don't know if I remember how to paint with like, you know, this limited palette. And so it was definitely just, a, you're, you're just testing it out as you go. Um, what kind of colors you can make with like your limited palette. Um, and I know like at the end of every, at the end of every day, you would scrape out your palette and I would pour it into this little can and that would be my gray for the next day, you know? <laughs> um, but yeah, it was like, it was like painting with, um, with blue, essentially. <laughs> it was just very sticky and then, um, like, and very unforgiving. Like, you couldn't go back, you know, and fix something that you had done earlier that morning. You had to wait till the next day for it to cure, fully cure and dry. I think it looked pretty good in the end. Oh, yeah. No, it turned out great. We had, um, oh, my gosh. Yeah. All of them turned out so good. It was just amazing to see, like, what the other artists were were working with and, like, how they were uh, doing their different techniques as, as well. Like, it was great. I'm sure you didn't have a lot of time to talk with each other, but you might have had a little no. time. But there were people that were always talking to you as well. Oh, absolutely. And, and there was yeah, that social part of it as essentially, well. Yeah, you were working, like, in the public. Like, people were walking up to you. Um, asking you questions and you're trying to like, you know, work as quickly as you can, but also, you know, engage with the community and like have conversations with people and connect people to your art. Right. So it was definitely interesting in that way. Great success, I would say. Oh, absolutely. Where's your canoe right now? So right now it's at um, Eclipse Walk the Lights at Pioneer Village. At the Muskoka Heritage Place. Yeah, absolutely. Right here in Huntsville. Um, And I believe it will be there until Eclipse. Eclipse is over at the end of March. I don't know the end of that myself. I guess it depends a lot on weather and uh, yeah. And well, mm-hmm. I'm not quite sure what it depends on, but I'm, yeah. I don't know. I haven't been up this season, but I'm, I intend to go before it closes because I really enjoyed myself. I went several times last year. Yeah, no, it's a really cool. It's a really just cool. been a bit cold lately. Yeah, just <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't wanted to know if you have a studio or someplace where you paint now, or you where you do art, you where any of your art. Um, so right now, the awesome thing about pen and ink, let me tell you, you don't need a lot of space. You don't need a lot of equipment. I, I mainly just have my sketchbook and a set of different, you know, different pens. And that's really what I do. So yeah, I work at home a lot on the kitchen table. Um, sometimes in the mornings before work, I go to Starbucks and I work there. 
and you know you can really go anywhere and that's what i i really enjoyed about um pen and ink is that it's so free like you can you don't have to pack a lot if you're traveling um and yeah it's relatively inexpensive for the most part which is also what i love about it um but yeah no i mainly just work at home in my kitchen i think i read too that you've you launch yourself into watercolors uh, as well? Yeah, I did recently start um, dabbling with watercolor. It is uh, not my favorite medium right now. Is it's, that because uh, it's new? Yeah, and because I'm a beginner at it. And I just, it's it, it's challenging because you have you don't have a lot of control. And I guess I'm used to like the meticulous control you have with pen and ink. And then to go to watercolor, it's like extremely flowy and like, you know, it never dries the way you put it on, right? Like, you know, it looks so different, um, the finished product, right? But it's definitely been fun. Um, so, I, it sounds yeah. like you look for fun. I do, I do, you it, know? Is, is one of the ways to look for fun is joining with a group like Huntsville Art Society? Yeah, absolutely. That was probably um, one of the smartest things I did when I first moved here because um, it just gives you the opportunity to connect with artists and, um, you know, see what's going on in your local area, especially if you're trying to get out there um, as an artist, like if, even if you're just starting out. Uh, yeah, it was a great way to connect with the community of artists here. Well, I think you're doing a good job at that. And I would urge people to go to Partners Hall and that show is on until February 28th. So thank you, Janelle, for coming in and talking to us about your art and about I, we wish you every success from Arts or Us. Well, thank you so much. Thanks for having me on the show. This has been great. Karen's not here, I'm going to be doing the uh, listings for the events uh, for both of us, and I'll start with the performing arts. And I just looked at the Algonquin Theatre lineup, and I just urge people to go there because there's lots going on. February 16th is Susie Vinnick and Lloyd Spiegel, and these are two masters of blues that have teamed up to work together. On February 18th, you'll have a different uh, type of music with Tommy Youngstein as tribute to Bruce Springsteen's Born to Run album. On, uh, the Huntsville Theatre Company has a, a run of four performances for Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf, and that's on in the theatre on February 23rd until Saturday, February 25th. Uh, Real Alternatives film coming up for February 27th on the Monday is called EO, and it's uh, from the perspective of a donkey, as I understand. Film about that, so I'm not quite sure, but I love those films. Huntsville's got talent. Boy, do we have talent, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. And Saturday, March 4th is the show at 7 p.m. with Huntsville Got Talent. And the very next day, we have more talent, and that is the Huntsville Festival of Music's wrap-up concert called Concert of the Stars, and that's at 2 p.m. in the afternoon. Uh, the Huntsville Festival of the Arts is offering a March break drama camp, if people want to look into that. It's the week of March 13th to 17th. And upcoming is Sean McCann. Oh, and don't forget seven performances of Beauty and the Beast from March 24th to April 2nd. And something I'm very interested in, want to promote, is the YWCA fundraiser called She Talks, and it's Anna Maria Tremonti, one of my favorite interviewers ever from CBC, retired now. Anyway, in terms of visual arts, I would just say um, the Huntsville Art Society, I'm going to repeat that we currently have a show on in Partners Hall called Let Us Introduce You. And uh, Huntsville Art Society is also in the community in the hosp at hospice. Stephanie Aykroyd is there. And at the library, Tiffany Monk. Um, and we also need to think about Muskoka Arts and Crafts down in Bracebridge. And the most important thing I want to tell you about is to, the closing for the summer show. It happens on February 28th. 
uh, currently in Chapel Gallery itself, we have on Brendan Duggan, who's at Bent Motorworks, and he's on until February 19th. If you want to see him as well, closer to at the Summit Center, he is joined with uh, Conell O'Regan and Bonnie Buse in a show called Behind the Iron Forest, and that runs until April 3rd. And that will be followed by another uh, show in Chapel Gallery at the end of February, February 24th, The Soul of Algonquin, with three different artists showing. So lots happening with Mac. They have another couple of calls out as well, which I thought I'd mention. One closes on February uh, 17th, and that is, it is for All Things Maple. It's partnerships with Muskoka Tourism. And there's another call, which is the Spring Members Show, which their call closes on February 24th. And as I mentioned, February 28th is the end of the summer show. And you don't have to be a MAC member to apply for that. Lastly, I'm just going to mention NASA, uh, New Adventures in Sound Art. They have their uh, annual Deep Wireless Festival, which has just begun in, at the beginning of February, and it goes till April 3rd. And I'm sending you there because there's a couple of interactive exhibits there, the installations up there in South River. I think I want to get up to one that is a textile interactive textile work and it's about uh, the story of the bison in north america so lots happening with nasa nasa.ca and don't forget the 24 7 uh, nasa radio it's radio art and experimental sound so lots of art around everywhere and look for beauty everywhere there's only one hunter's bay radio we are muskoka <laughs>